You're listening to The Gen Den, Episode 2. Hi, and welcome to The Gen Den. I'm your host, Jen Lara, and this podcast aims to unpack and explore all things coaching. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. This is Jen. I'm so happy you're here. Today's episode is probably one of the most important episodes um, for new coaches to listen to, and actually anyone who isn't familiar with coaching. Um, I have a fantastic guest. Her name is Maria Winters. She is a licensed therapist. She is also a coach. She's a mom. She has an incredible Instagram account and following. She's just one of those people who just does everything with such grace and ease and is also um, highly impactful and informative. Maria and I today talk about what coaching is, what makes coaching different than therapy and counseling. We talk about when is coaching more appropriate than therapy or counseling and vice versa. When would a coach say to a client, hey, you may want to check in with a coach or therapist because this feels something like it's not coaching related, but maybe needs another support. So in today's episode, we just talk about all sorts of important things surrounding coaching, counseling, and therapy. Let's go to the show. Well, let's get started. Welcome, Maria Winters. Thank you so much for joining me. We're going to jump right in. Would you please introduce yourself because you wear multiple hats? Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. First of all, it's an honor and exciting. Um, my name is Maria Winters. I'm a licensed um, clinical professional counselor. I'm also a trained life coach. Um, I do a bunch of workshops in the community about almost anything related to mental health. I work in the emergency room at our hospital doing um, psychological evaluations and safety risk assessments to any patient that comes through the emergency room. What else do I do, Jen? Um, private practice. I recently opened my private practice. And then, of course, I'm a mom, a wife, a friend, a human being in the world. <laughs> so that's, that's a little bit about me. Yeah, yeah, you do a lot of great stuff. And you're absolutely right. Like you're all over the community in many different ways. And so, so fantastic. Today, we're going to talk about coaching and counseling mm -hmm. and therapy and mental health. Mm -hmm. And can we just start with, can you set me straight and maybe the listeners as well? I use the words counseling and therapy interchangeably. Set me you straight. Know, yeah, and I do too. But I've seen so people that depending on the training, some people call it psychotherapy. Um, some people call it therapy. At the end, yeah, if somebody says I'm going to counseling or I'm going to therapy, it's, it's usually the same thing. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's that's how I use it too. Okay, great. Well, good. Then I'm going to keep using it like um, substitutes and synonyms for each other. Okay. So let's, I, I have lots of burning questions inside me. Let me start with your background is in counseling, and then you came to be trained as a coach. What provoked you to come to coach training? I was curious. I mean, I heard that it was a new um profession that was, I mean, it's not new, but I, I, I heard that it was um, used by a lot of people. Um, and I, it brought curiosity about, let me really find out what it's all about. Um, if there's any new skills that I can bring to what I'm doing already, 
So then I saw the email, it sounded great. And to be honest with you, one of the best things I've done in the past several years was going through that coaching program. It was great for me. It brought a lot of skills that I use every day. Yes. So I'm curious, what kind of, what skills from coaching do you feel like you use every day? Well, um, there's a lot of similarities on the skills that you learn as a coach with the skills that you learn as a therapist, right? But for me, it was a direct reminder of those skills and it brought different ways of applying the same skills, but from a different, with a different perspective or explained differently. I don't know. It was like, like, oh yeah, this is sometimes even with a different name, but it was like, oh yes, I can apply this way as well. But um, for example, radical action is something that maybe I didn't do much as a therapist before. And now I, you know, have included in my set of skills. Um, metaphor is one that I used every now and then, but now I feel like I use it more after going through the coaching program. What else? Um, designing the relationships. I was way more formal before. <laughs> now after coaching, I include a lot more into designing that relationship with my client. Um, and I do a lot more acknowledge and champion that I did before. So it was like a refresh, if you want to see it that way, right? After being a therapist for so many years, going through coaching was like oh, a fresh start, you know, a, a new smell of, <laughs> of skills that um, I really enjoy and, and are applying now. Mm. Oh, I love hearing it. I always like to tell people that I think coaching skills just amplify whoever you are, whatever you're doing, how you show up in the world, just it gives it another layer of awesome. And that's what I'm hearing because I predict, I didn't know you before this, but I predict you were awesome before. And then this just gave you more to celebrate, to use, to lean into. That's the word, Jen, amplify. That's yes, that's the word. Yep. Great. Now, here's the most confusing thing I feel like in the world of coaching. In your, in your opinion, your perspective, and we'll say that a lot today for the listeners, we're talking to you, you're the guest today, some other counselor therapist may have a different um, perspective, but for you, the most confusing thing is what in your mind are the similarities and the differences between coaching and counseling? So similarities would be um, they both, the purpose of both is to help others come to, I, I mean, come, with idea, come up with ideas or ways that they can improve their well-being, right? Or their functioning in their lives or their goals and their plans. So that's something that they have um, similar. Um, they're both great to the world. <laughs> Like they, um, you know, it gives people the space to be listened to, which by trained individuals, right? Because one thing is to feel that you're really good at listening to others and that you're great at helping people. And another thing is to be trained to do it. So that's another similarity. Um, so again, they're both talk sessions with a trained person. They're unique services. They have, again, like a unique goal. Um, 
What else? What comes up to you? What other similarities are there? Mm, I'm, I actually can't think of any. I love how you stated those. I love that it's about well-being, that it is space with a trained individual. I think that's really important because we all have a best friend we talk to. We all have a, mm-hmm. a family member. It's not the same when you have a trained person that you're mm-hmm. talking to. And what would you say, we can come back to similarities. What would you say are the differences? So there, there are a bunch of differences, but um, one that I can think of is, for example, with coaching, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, coaching focuses mainly on the present and the future, right? Um, therapy can also focus on the past, not all approaches to therapy, but they can visit the past and find um, you know, reasons or um, root causes for some behaviors that are showing up in the present. Um, another main difference or big dif- difference is the accreditation of both professions, right? So for um, to be a therapist, you have to go through um, deep training. I mean, it's a master's degree plus lots of supervision hours, which you go through in coaching as well, but with therapy is is a higher amount of supervision hours. Um, And then you have to go through a governing board. Um, So you the profession is regulated by it has state and federal laws that govern the profession. And that's a big difference with coaching, which at this time is not a profession that is regulated. um, So which means that hopefully it doesn't happen, but it means that anyone can call themselves a coach when not everyone can call themselves a therapist. Is I mean, there's, um, you know, again, you have to have your license, special education, a certain amount of experience, um, even though, of course, there's the ICF, right, and the Association of Coaches that help guide the practice, um, there's still nothing that at this time that protects, protects the client of anything legal that could happen, God forbid, right? What else? Um, Confidentiality, for example, going back to being regulated, um, they both ensure the privacy of the client, um, but therapy has a really meticulous process and law to ensure confidentiality. Um, So because coaching is not regulated by a board, they obviously would ensure somebody's privacy, but if they don't, nobody's going to come after them, right? If you're a therapist and you don't ensure confidentiality, you can get in big, big trouble, including losing your license and not being able to um, be a therapist anymore. Um, There's a difference in stigma. Unfortunately, there's a lot of stigma around going to therapy. And there is not around going to a coach. Um, So that's a battle that we have as therapists, right? There's still this belief that um, only, you know, crazy people go to therapy. Um, You know, there's that language and the words that we use sometimes to create um, embarrassment or um, judgment for people who go to therapy. So sometimes people feel more comfortable saying I'm seeing a coach that I'm seeing a therapy. So that's a difference, which is kind of in, in a way, a good thing that coaching is there because then if that's your case, and I mean, as long as you get the help and it's working for you, then more power to you. 
Um, let me see. Insurance is another one, right? So because therapy is a health profession or you know, counseling, then people can use their insurance to cover for the price of the sessions. Um, that's not the case with um, coaching. Um, and another main difference is obviously that therapy can treat mental illness, can evaluate, um, can plan ahead. Um, it can measure the improvement of somebody going through the process of therapy while coaching doesn't, right? There's no diagnosis, no treatment. So in a way, a main difference that I see is that for coaching, you meet clients or you work with clients that are, are at their baseline level, while therapy would be with somebody that, you know, is, is now off that baseline and is having a situation or behaviors or thoughts or emotions that are really affecting their daily functioning um, to a point that they will need, you know, more specified treatment and somebody with the experience to um, treat that and help somebody with that. And the last thought connected to that is crisis. Um, coaches usually are not training how to deal with a crisis. And with crisis, I mean somebody who during a session uh, verbalizes suicidal ideation or suicidal intent or even homicidal ideation or somebody in an emotional crisis feeling that they don't want to live anymore or that they can get out of bed every day in the morning or, you know, any of those situations that definitely require um, a professional training, something like crisis, those cri type of crisis intervention that could help with that. Those are mainly the difference that I, I know, <laughs> my mind went free. Yes, it went free and fantastic. Um, because that is more than I usually can muster up and share. And I feel like you just did it in a most succinct fashion. So I am forever grateful because students ask that question all the time. Well, I'm curious from your perspective, what makes coaching and therapy so confusing that like relationship? Because students are always asking about it. Well, I think because the main idea is a person going to another person, getting undivided attention to talk about themselves and their situations that are bothering them and that they're looking for to change. So if you see it that way, they're very similar, right? I want to make some changes. I want to get to know myself better. I want to improve my self-esteem. I want to have the space, again, where I get undivided attention because we think we get it. But, you know, when we talk to friends, it's not undivided attention sometimes and trained attention, somebody who's trained to listen, uh, has a set of skills that they can use. So if you see it that way, it's very similar. I want to go talk to somebody so I can feel better and I have a connection with someone and I enjoy my time with this person. So if we see it that way, yes, they're similar. <laughs> yeah. How do you know, let's help new coaches. How would a new coach know to recommend bring up in a session, or even make part of an accountability or homework for a client seeking therapy? How would a coach know that this coaching client could benefit from therapy? 
Um, I mean, the first thing in my mind is, again, going back to the crisis. So when a client says, I am feeling or I'm noticing a lot of changes in my mood or in my behavior, in my thoughts that are uh, preventing me from getting up in the morning or um, being productive at work or maintaining interpersonal relationships with others, you know, they see this big change. Um, that might be a red flag that we might be in that line between coaching and therapy. Obviously, if somebody mentions I'm having suicidal thoughts, that is an absolute immediate um, referral to uh, uh, a mental health professional. Maybe um, this one I'm not so sure about, but maybe somebody who keeps bringing up um, maybe the same topic and after a few counseling sessions, the coach, I'm sorry, after a few coaching sessions, the coach doesn't see any movement one way or the other. Maybe it's another um, red flag that therapy could um, help. And I'm thinking, Jen, that these are two things that could um, happen together as well. That's something um, nice to bring up because you don't have to do one or the other. I know many clients who see a therapist and then they have their coach to help with specific um, situations. Um, what else? Let me see if I can think of anything else when a coach should refer to a mental health professional. Um, those are the ones that I'm sure there are a few more, but th that's what comes to mind right now. Yeah. Yeah. Very helpful. And Maria, I completely agree. Some of my favorite clients to coach have a therapist and then have me as a coach. And we often know of each other. So I'll know their therapist's name, even though I've never met them, but I am such a fan. And then they tell me that their therapist says the same thing about me, that they're a fan of me because it takes a village, it. takes a village, right? To be a human and as many supports that can support us and, and, and help and guide us. Yes, please. Yes. Mm. And that's why the more therapists and the more coaches, the merrier, because can you imagine, I remember when you were, when I was going through the training with you and you said something like, you know, your idea was for the world to be filled with coaches, how much of a better world will be. I, I agree. Is can you imagine we could listen to each other and support each other in a way that is effective and efficient and supportive and life-changing what a wonderful world right so. what a wonderful world indeed now maria i this wasn't a question that i had ahead of time and it's popping up now just based on what you said more therapists more coaches i know because i've read some articles on therapy and, and counseling especially coming um, through this pandemic that we just don't have enough professionals in the mental health world um, and i would say the same thing mirrors coaching that we just don't have enough coaches either. And we mm. um, also, what I've been reading is that in the mental health world, we don't have enough um, mental health um, therapists and counselors of color. We don't have enough diversity. And I would say the same thing applies to coaching. What's your thoughts on that? Um, I agree. In fact, I was reading not too long ago that one, um, I, I, I see it firsthand um, after COVID, a lot of mental health professionals either retired early or decided that they didn't want to continue with this profession. Um, COVID had an 
an effect on, on a lot of people, including health professionals. Um, so in a moment that we need maybe the support more than ever, because we all experience together these, what is for many a traumatic experience, then um, there's, there's not enough help or availability of this kind of services as we would like to have. Um, so yeah, so we would love to have more therapists and more coaches. And to add to that, um, there might be a good pool of coaches, just a reminder to everyone that if you want to work with a coach, make sure again, that is somebody trained and certified um, by one of these, you know, um, guiding associations. Um, just because like anything, including therapy, um, we want to make sure that we work with someone that has the experience, that um, has the training, because like any other profession, sometimes if you don't, things can get out of hand and it might not be a supportive experience. So to prevent that, just do your research, advocate for yourself and make sure that you see someone that can really provide the services that you're looking for. Yes. As much as I want more coaches in the world, I want more trained coaches in the world. Right. So, so I agree because occasionally I will meet someone who says, I'm a coach too. And I say, great. Um, oh, where did you do your training? And they'll say, oh, I didn't do a training. I just, you know, learned and, and, and they're a lovely person and I get it. And also um, you can't deny the skills that you learned in a accredited trading program and the supervision and the mentoring and the practicing that you get to do under watchful eyes and ears. Um, so I agree, the more trained, certified coaches, and of course we know for therapists and counseling, that is, it's a no brainer there, that's a must, yeah. yeah. And it's okay for people to ask for these certifications. As therapists, actually the law is that you have to have your license um, um, displayed in your office, for example. So if a therapist or a coach doesn't have that, it is your absolute right to say, hey, Jen, I would love to work with you. Would you mind sharing with me what your training is? And, you know, are you ICF certified? And, um, you know, I want to know what you've done. I mean, the same way you would do it. I don't know, when you hire somebody to come to your landscaping, you always ask like, what other jobs have they done? And you go and look for reviews online. Same if you're gonna work on your well-being, you wanna make sure that you do it with somebody that is trustworthy or reliable or whatever it is. So please do so both ways, coaching and therapy. Yeah, I agree. Um, I asked you before about when should a coach look out to refer someone to therapy? Does it happen in reverse? Are there times where you're working with a client in counseling or therapy and then you say, you know what, you could really benefit from coaching. You're yes. shaking your head. Yes, that's a huge yes. And I've done it actually many times. Um, for example, I had um, a female who was looking for help into um, clarifying what she wanted to do for college. So she was graduating from high school. Actually, she did. That's not true. She did like two years of college. She thought that career path was not what she wanted to do. So she was looking for somebody to 
clarify what she wanted to do and find her strengths and align that with her values. And I was like, oh, you sound like a perfect candidate for coaching. So I referred her out and I said, you know what, um, even though I would love to work with you and we can if later on something comes up, I think you're a perfect candidate for coaching. And that's what we did. Um, so in those cases that... Um, I mean, some therapists might not like what I'm going to say, but I feel like coaching is a little less formal. And because it's not regulated, coaches have a lot more um, flexibility and um, more allowed to do things during these sessions that we as therapists cannot. <laughs> so sometimes it's a good match when you're looking for something like that. The connection can happen faster. The coach can really direct them into um, something very specific. So it, it, I, I think it's really helpful in those kind of situations. I'm curious about um, something you just said, that there's certain things coaches can do that you couldn't. Is there one example that comes to mind? Yes. One is, for example, accountability. You know how coaches can text the client three days later and say, hey, did you um, call your mom like we said you were going to do and tell her how much you love her? We cannot do that. Um, there's no following up. I mean, let me not be um, black or white. Um, there might be some therapists that do it. But usually our training is not to have a relationship outside of your therapy hour. Right. So because of boundaries, therapy is has very detailed guidelines when it comes to ethics and boundaries. And um, you don't want to bring confusion to those limits in the therapist um, client relationship. So that's one thing that caught my attention when I went through the coaching training. I'm like, oh, I wish I could do that. <laughs> I don't feel comfortable doing it because of all I just said. So that's one thing. Um, and then the sessions I feel with a coach are more sometimes to the point and they're, they're straightforward, right? They're, you have your 45 minutes, sometimes 30 minutes, sometimes 15. You ask the two questions, you you know, ask for some accountability, and then, and the, and the client is already prepared for that. Coaching means I'm, I'm ready to make some changes, and I just need that guidance, and, you know, the flashlight in front of me, or we're kind of, you know, clarify where I'm going. With therapy, I feel it's, you know, we go deeper. So those quick 15-minute, 30-minute sessions are usually not how we do it either. So, um, yeah. That is really helpful. Um, that really makes sense to me as well. And just for listeners who are wondering, our coaches also best friends were not. Mm -hmm. And just as Maria described, um, our code of ethics, of course, we have a code of ethics that we follow and we don't have relationships and we're not intimate with our clients and all those things. And, and also we do oftentimes follow up by text. I think almost, not almost every single one of my clients has my phone number, every single, and I'm very comfortable with that. Um, and it's never, it has knock on wood, never been abused. I'm not taking advantage of my connection with them. I, I've never once felt like a, a client has over, you know, 
welcomed themselves in my texts or calls or emails or anything. So um, very interesting point. Thank you for pointing that out. Um, I'm just looking at time and I want to be cognizant. What else is on your mind relating to coaching and therapy, connections, disconnections, the relationship that we haven't shared that you think is important to, to get into this episode? I think the main idea, Jen, is to know that they're both great professions, that they can complement each other, that they're not the same for everything we've covered here, um, that they are great to take advantage of, um, that there are more than you think therapists that have been trained in coaching. Actually, that makes me think that there's also a lot of therapists that's call themselves coaches, but they haven't been trained in coaching. Interesting, right? Because we assume that if we're therapists, we're also coaches. Well, no, because again, we, we learn a set of skills that maybe we didn't know before, but um, that is just, again, they're both beneficial um, depending on what you're looking for. Um, I'll, I'll repeat that you have the right to ask questions with any person that you're going to be working with. And that I love the teamwork between therapists and coaches. I absolutely love that because we can, again, like support each other in the best way to support that client. It's like, this is what I provide. This is what you provide. Let's join efforts and bring the best of our careers and ourselves to help somebody else. How beautiful is that, right? So, um, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. And I'm not familiar with institutions, organization, hospital, healthcare systems that employ both. And wouldn't it be cool if on a hospital team you had both your um, therapists psychotherapists, whomever you need, and also your coaches. And also um, in our schools, we actually do have a little bit of, I guess, psychologists, and we have a lot of coaches now in our K through 12 schools and in, in higher ed. So maybe it, once and for once, because um, this hardly ever happens, maybe our schools and higher ed institutions are ahead on this versus business. I'd love to see more of a team approach, just like you had said. Me too, Jen, maybe we can start it. I know. Another, another good idea. Oh, <laughs> another good idea. Um, Maria, I want to know your Instagram is probably, we're, we're sort of shifting and landing the plane on our time together for this episode. Your Instagram is one of the most informative, but and also engaging Instagrams I've ever seen. What mm -hmm. is, what, what is your, what is your, um, I was gonna say, what is your, well, what is your motive to make, to use Instagram in that way? Well, because I found that there's a lot of misinformation and the information that is out there um, sometimes can be very formal. So I thought, how can I share my message in a fun way, um, very human way, still keeping my, my boundaries, um, but how can I, spread the word of the importance of emotional well-being um, and how can I try to um, join both so that's what my handle is coaching underscore underscore therapist um, I'm still a therapist but with a coaching style 
So I love that because as, when you talk to me, I'm, I'm the trained therapist, but I'm going to bring a lot of my coaching. So the sessions can be similar to what a coaching session would be with the backup plan that if we need that therapy training, it's there too. So, um, and I have a lot of fun doing it, Jen. It's, it's keeping me on my toes with information. And <laughs> so it, it keeps us from not getting too old too fast too, knowing all these social media <laughs> things. I will absolutely make a point, <clears throat> excuse me, in the show notes to include your Instagram handle. That way people can reach out, they can follow you. It is fantastically engaging. And I love what you said. You love both coaching and therapy and why not connect the two? Because we always say in coaching, be in service to the client. And that's what I'm hearing here. Be in service to the client, be in service to the patient, be in service to whomever you are working with. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Maria, thank you so much for joining me today. I feel like I learned a ton. Well, you see, then it's payback because I've learned so much from you that I feel honored that you're learning something from me. How amazing is that? I love it. Uh, thanks again. Thank you, Jen. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you also to Maria Winters for joining me today. If you want to follow Maria on her Instagram account or reach out to her, her handle there is coaching underscore therapist. And believe me, she's so approachable. As you can tell from this interview, she's just a joy to be around and just a wealth of information about coaching, therapy, counseling, and beyond. Lastly, a huge thank you to Anne Arundel Community College for sponsoring this episode and for supporting coaching in so many magnificent ways.